Hello, lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you on the Outsports Podcast Network. Uh, once again, it's been a minute. Um, obviously, you know, uh, we kind of put out a video. Um, a little while ago, kind of talking about the situation that we are in right now with the show. We have been on hiatus since uh, close to the end of January, and um, that hiatus will continue for for a little while following the next couple of weeks as we still continue to figure out what exactly is going on with the future of the show uh, and all that good stuff. But circumstances have kind of brought me back to the show for just a quick little two-week respite here in the midst of the hiatus because, um, well, let's be real. like We don't know the future of the show, but there are two episodes that uh, really need to come out now um, because of like timeliness, but also because of certain circumstances that have come up recently in the pro wrestling world. Um, more on that part of why we're doing uh, these next two shows um, next week when we have uh, the one and only Billy Dixon coming back to cement his uh, status as the most frequent guest <laughs> on this show. But this week it was about kind of tying a bow on, on a project that I've really enjoyed doing um, over the years with this show, and that is Journal January. Um, you know, we had a, a final episode for that month in, in the can, or very close to being in the can, whenever we got word for about all the stuff with Vox and SB Nation and the podcasts going away. And I kind of sat on it for a few weeks um, here, but, you know, for, I wanted to get it out there. One, because the subjects of uh, the final journal of January for 2023 are doing some amazing work with their blog. Um, and, and two, I just, I don't know. There was something about this conversation that was just a whole lot of fun. I guess I've beaten her on the bush. I don't know why I'm beating her on the bush. She's seen who's on the show. We got the duo from Big Egg here, Colette, Aaron, and Joseph Monticilio. Um, like, it's, it's just... I don't know. It was a really cool chance to have them on, and they are doing really cool stuff with their blog post fan bite. Um, and it was just the timing was impeccable, <laughs> considering how um, how fan bite went down um, last year, um, unfortunately, and some of the stuff that you know we're dealing with with in our situation right now. But honestly, like it was just a lot of fun to sit down and, and chat with them about what they're doing over there, the unique approach to covering pro wrestling and talking about pro wrestling rather um, on, on their Substack and, you know, what they're doing outside of that as well. You know, Joseph has his YouTube channel. I don't know if Colette is planning on doing anything outside of big egg wrestling wise. I know at some point, maybe there might be some poetry coming. I don't know. I'm not going to put words in her mouth. Um, or put tasks on her that she does not need to take on at the moment. But, you know, like they, they are doing some really fun stuff and they are really, really fun to talk to. And this conversation reflects 
all of those things. And I felt bad holding it back. Um, and I hate loose ends. So, you know, I wanted to share this with y'all because it was really invigorating in, in the face of the the stuff that, that we're facing around, the uncertain future that we are facing right now. So please enjoy my lovely, sometimes dumb, always um, engrossing conversations uh, with Colette and Joseph from Big Egg here on LGBT in the Ring. All right, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. And I'm very pleased to have as my guests this week uh, two people who are out here putting out lovingly unique um, and thorough uh, anal- <laughs> analysis of pro wrestling over at their own uh, new blog over on Substack, Big Egg. Uh, please welcome back to the show, Colette Aaron. And for the first time, welcome Joseph uh, Montecilio. Hey, hey, how's it going? Woo! How are y'all? Doing good, doing good, doing great. Love the great sport of professional wrestling this beautiful morning. <laughs> so to peel the curtain back, we're recording this uh, like a f- like maybe 12 or so hours after the 2023 Royal Rumble. So uh, Sami Zayn is our hero. He's a yep. beautiful man. 100%. Uh, we want nothing but his happiness and success in the world. <laughs> yes which means yes. we're in for crushing disappointment it's true <laughs> <laughs> we we know the company that we're talking about like, yeah, yeah 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 i don't something's gonna I, get bungled i don't trust the wwe as far as i can throw them and i don't lift i don't no, lift <laughs> no, no, no and and their office has a gym in it so i think we're screwed <laughs> It's it's but, like it's 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 part of the cruel cycle where they'll like tumble ass backwards into like just the exact right thing every like five or ten years, and you're yeah. always just kind of waiting of like is is this the one this time? Is it this one? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. It has been twice. Uh, <laughs> you know, in my adult life, it's been it twice. This uh, century, it's been yeah. two times. Twice. <laughs> Yeah, we're at WrestleMania, what is this, 39? We're at 39 now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so considering that we're at 39, the fact that it's been it twice in in nine years is kind of impressive for WWE. <laughs> kind of. You're not wrong. <laughs> like they hit it, they hit it with uh with our boy Daniel Bryan and they hit mm-hmm. it with Becky Lynch. Uh oh, okay. I was gonna say I was my my when I when you said twice, I was thinking definitely Daniel Bryan, yes. And I was thinking also maybe Kofi Kingston. Oh yeah, Kofi. So they've hit it like they've got thirty percent for WWE. <laughs> is, what a hit rate! Is amazing. I mean, that's yeah. No, I mean that's baseball numbers. That's that's great. That's like, passable. That's, yeah, that's yeah. why you get that. You you would get a three hundred million dollar contract out of, <laughs> out of those numbers. <laughs> Um, but it's wrestling and it's fictional and there's there's a team of people producing it so you would think that like a vision would coalesce <laughs> like more than once like we should it's like we should one, never like, expect such things of them it's like that scott steiner promo where he's like when the moon tilts on its axis and you see the big dipper like, <laughs> like those, are, those are the conditions necessary it is it is an WWE. insane thing 
that a company with their resources and roster, like, all the stars have to align for them to do a good thing. No, it's it's nuts. All the stars have to align in such a, like, an insane fashion. Like, a conspiracy theorist's idea of, like, the world ending. Like, Indiana Jones <laughs> has to be standing at a certain spot at a certain time of day with a certain stone set in a certain staff to like see a vision where people aren't upset with them for like more than 12 minutes like that's what we're looking for because like we were talking about this yesterday we're like oh yeah daniel bryan daniel bryan won amazing oh nice feuding with kane Oh, Kofi Hasten won. Perfect. Amazing. Oh shit. Now now he's being booked like the biggest chump in history. It's gotten to the point where longtime WWE fans are just literally looking for like just the three seconds of the count. Like that's yeah. all we're looking that's for it. is that's the it. three count. That's the all. Count. Yeah. And like and then afterwards everyone's gonna be like, oh no. What are they gonna do to Sammy now that he's won? <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. I have zero hopes for like long term Sammy Rain. Yeah. So literally I have my... hopes for Sammy Reigns. Oh. Uh. <laughs> it hurts uh-huh. so much. <laughs> I'm fully expecting Sammy to like lose it on the raw after Mania. If yeah. if if big if if he does actually win the belts. And honestly, like I would be content is like the place i'm at yeah, with yeah. just how bad they've hurt us in the past same here i hate i hate that i care about this at all <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate that we've talked about it for like five minutes <laughs> like, just like neither of our like this isn't what we do anymore <laughs> it's true it's true <laughs> It is. It is very true. Uh, I think for all of us, because like we don't cover WWE that much on the show anymore either. So yeah, like, yeah, no. like I don't know. I mean, is we that's the we've miracle. been trying. Oh, sorry, go ahead. sorry. Oh, just yeah. that, like that's just the miracle of Sami Zayn. Like, yep. <laughs> I I don't want. I like I left Twitter and I quit watching WWE. Like, period. Full stop. Like didn't watch like i stopped watching my old wwe project like uh, 2002 i'll never know what happens uh like i think i left off on the raw where steve austin bailed which is great uh all hail stone cold steve austin for doing that but um i'll i'll never know what happened because i don't want to see vince mcmahon's face ever again and yet here i am here i am sucked in by like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time uh it's not fair. It's not fair. Like, I don't want to be here. I mean, I want to be on this podcast, but I don't want to be, <laughs> you know, in the general vicinity. I don't want to be in the WWE universe. I don't, I I don't like it. Yeah. All like the other three hours and 45 minutes of stuff that happened last night was bad. <laughs> All bad. <laughs> Wait, you're, tell- you're telling me a completely Mountain Dew pitch black branded match. Dude, that according I, I, quoting one Ziggy Hyam looked like an all ages rave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't enough to pull you back into the grasp of the WWE. 
I mean, it was exactly what I wanted out of a Bray Wyatt match. I'll give them that. Um, <laughs> like, uh, like it's not even high concept. It's just fuck. We we rented a laser tag place. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> um, like, but I I saw like I don't know. I when I decided that I was gonna tweet through it last night, I blocked as many annoying people as I could. Um, but it mostly wound up being people like MJF because Twitter keeps thinking that I want to see MJF. I forgot about Dave Meltzer, um, who said that last night's Men's Royal Rumble was one of the best of all time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it's like, I don't even think it's in, like, the top three of the last five years. Like, I just, like, nothing happened. There's no, like, the cool thing about it was that, like, number one, like, number one versus number 30 is theoretically a cool concept. Mm. But they but the way that they did it was what if Hulk Hogan beats Sid Vicious? Like in the <laughs> rumble. Like that's not cool. That sucks. Like Cody Rhodes sucks. Cody Rhodes watched like, you know, 10 people beat the shit out of like two guys last night. And he's engaged to fight one of those 10 guys. And he didn't think to come out. I'm glad he didn't. He would have ruined it. But like he would have. Like he, he was booked like a total coward last night. Like he gets in the ring, and the person that he tries to fucking eliminate is Ricochet, and not universally hated Logan Paul. <laughs> like he's the fucking worst. That Royal Rumble sucked. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was the first hour and twenty minutes of the night. I could have watched. Oh, gosh, I could have watched like so many classics of cinema last night, which is what I've been doing with my time since Fanbite died, basically. Uh, and, and instead I was like, oh, nah, surely, surely, uh, you know, something's going to happen with Alexa Bliss that's going to tie into this Mountain Dew man. (laughs) (laughs) Just the phrase, this Mountain Dew match. I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to stick it out for the press conference because it's the Mountain Dew Pitch Black press conference. (laughs) And surely, surely Bray Wyatt's going to at least chug one of those some bitches. (laughs) Why why did they not stay on brand and just throw the black light back on during the press conference? They did. They they put the the black light on for Bray Wyatt and Byron Saxton was like, I think you can tell by this that it's time for the winner of the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. I must have tapped out by then. (laughs) (laughs) He he was wearing an amazing tank top that was just like the poster from the German movie M. Um oh. like the 1930s, like uh incredible German film about uh a community banding together to defeat uh pedophile. Um <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if he knows what that movie's about. It's part of the lore. <laughs> it's the lore. <laughs> the deep lore. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of. It is kind of. And I hope I remember this like in two hours when I'm like furiously writing about this because the the way that the, <laughs> the pedophile gets caught is that somebody like marks the back of his jacket with an M and like you can only see it because someone did that much in the same way that you can only see the logo for Mountain Dew Pitch Black on Bray Wyatt's arm if the black <laughs> is on the arena <laughs> Colette has watched far too much WWE in the last 12 hours it's, and all I did was watch not, one show well, that's the thing. it feels like we all watched like the same amount to some extent but for some reason it just feels like you've watched Far more than we have. <laughs> no, 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 no. I switched yeah. off the show after off. the yeah, men's rumble. I okay. was watching. I was watching a DDT Kurikan show, I got you. <laughs> and Colette was just like, "Nah, I'm sticking with it." 
I'm but I will do it again. Through I won't do it again until WrestleMania. Like I will only watch the Sami Zayn stuff at the Elimination Chamber. It'll be definitely. Funny. I'm looking forward to it ending. It'll be like the Montreal Screw Job, but it's Adam Pierce. This <laughs> 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 Scrap Iron. I didn't even. It didn't even cross my mind that they'd do a screw job, and now it just seems horrifically possible that you. You can't it. dangle that carrot in front of anybody. That's, there. That's all I do. That is all oh, I do. Is dangle the stuff. Even even if it's the past, like I still want awful to win at WrestleMania thirty. <laughs> awful. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm terrible. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Well, now that we've gotten Royal Rumble a bit out of our system here, let's talk a little bit about this project of y'all's that that y'all have been working on for the past couple of months here. Big Egg. Um, I've, I I will say I'm, I'm a subscriber. I'm a reader. And I really enjoy what y'all bring to the wrestling critique arena with what y'all are doing there. Um, kind of breaking down a new match each week. It's a different approach, I think, than a lot of other places have, obviously. I mean, what? not in a lot of other places. Pretty much every place in wrestling media at this point. <laughs> um, it's a completely different approach, much much like your track records, honestly. Uh, and I don't know. I'm curious to ask you all a bit about how this came together, especially kind of with what happened with, with Fan Fight back and in, in all of the complications that come with the... Uh, hellscape that is digital media at this point um i no bitterness in my voice about that currently <laughs> um yeah, yeah. but uh but yeah how did talk to me a little bit about how big egg kind of manifested for y'all's project um do you mind if i start this off yeah Joseph? Okay. absolutely <laughs> the day that i got fired from fan fight uh the meeting and this is like no shade on anybody who was involved in the process who's not you know, working for Tencent um, in like a larger capacity than 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 Fanbyte. Um, but the day that I got fired from my job was uh, initially scheduled to be a meeting about the way forward for uh, the section. Like uh, I had big pitches and I had big ideas like, you know, the site was going to do uh, it was going to join like the the cavalcade of uh sites that were like presenting plaques to people only our plaques were going to be weird and different because they'd be going to things like sammy zane versus johnny knoxville as opposed to like you know god bless because it truly is like the match of the year but ftr versus briscoe's and like a um the the dog collar match like but it would have been knoxville versus zane for the sake of like editorially like being different and because i probably would have written something pretty close to the essay that i wrote like two weeks ago about it um and like just making sure that the site was going to wind up being like as big of a deal as it as it could have and should have been um to which obviously like joseph was a big part of those plans because when uh martin douglas stepped down from uh like covering aew on a weekly basis it took me 20 minutes to be like okay joseph's the guy like to do this um and i emailed joseph and hired joseph and things were great and i i feel like that year um people were really getting a full picture of of like joseph's talent not just as a a youtube video uh 
wrestling video auteur um who oh no together. no i like <laughs> definitely not that word no auteur uh it's I mean, so unearned so no it's not it's not and i like i don't want to i don't want to say why it's not unearned because i don't want to like come across as though i'm insulting anybody who does youtube stuff but your critical eye is totally different from basically anybody else that i've seen on that platform like that platform tends to lend itself towards uh cheap sarcasm or um frankly somewhat uninformed views of wrestling like the number of times i've seen videos uh (laughs) on youtube where like there's 300,000 views on it and they're talking about how they've never heard of Tenaru before, but they're watching a show that he put on in like the Tokyo Dome in 1992 is like mind boggling to me. Like, I, and I'm not, I'm not a smart person either when it comes to wrestling, like I'm a vibes person, but it's still like, you know, you put a lot of work into what you do and, and it's always been very impressive and I've always learned a lot from your videos and I've always learned a lot from your writing um so when i got fired uh you know my initial plan was fuck this i'm never watching pro wrestling again (laughs) which is like always like the first thing that happens when you get fired from something um but i also knew that like i want i i had more to say about it and i knew that there were people who read the website who would appreciate if there was a venue where there was more to say about wrestling in the vein that we were doing. And I also knew that like, if I could continue working with anybody who I had been working with on a regular basis at fan fight, it was Joseph. Um, So like, basically I, I, I DM'd him and said, do you want to do something? I will think of something to do. <laughs> if so, um, And like, basically like, that was that was kind of the thing where it was like um how can we do something that's like both cohesive but caters to our individual strengths uh and like has a weird name that doesn't work very well with seo like those are my specialties (laughs) um so so you know like it, it, it it was pretty easy to be like okay if we both wrote about the same match every week like we would have two pretty divergent um takes on it even though i think to date we've agreed uh at least on a basic level as to whether or not what we've seen is good (laughs) um like we we haven't been like this sucked and this was amazing like there hasn't been like that kind of split yet though i'm sure there will be at some point like i'm sure in the future so like we, we we might see where this is going um but you know like just i i think that we had been in a, in in conversation then on an editorial basis um so like taking that to like a content level uh just seemed like an easy step forward and like we've been developing the model since then and i think it's i think it's worked really well i just spoke for a very long time but what what do you what do you think joseph uh so when when <laughs> when uh fan fight disappeared it was like an incredible like blow to like my like routine in life like a lot of uh i i put a lot of self-esteem into my work that i was posting there and it was being met with uh such great feedback um 
So it, it was extremely, it was an extreme bummer for me when that just kind of disappeared, uh, such that when uh, Colette basically DM'd me to say, do you want to do a thing? I was just like, absolutely. I just need to like <laughs> have a thing to do right now. And I know that this is a thing that I can do. I had a lot of trust in her um, from how she'd been editing me and giving me opportunities in fanfight to write about fucking anything like just uh like the weirdest stuff i was like i want to write about some lucha memes match that maybe like 12 people <laughs> have watched on iwtv and she was like absolutely write yeah. about the lucha memes match so uh and the pitch for big egg was like so easy to say yes to like absolutely i will write about um matches that we pick together every week that sounds like an absolute blast and um we were so shocked about the initial reception to it like we had just announced the thing like basically just created excuse me sorry basically we just created the twitter account and we were like hey here's the link we're gonna be starting in a month and then just like people were like subscribing like from the word go and it was a very yeah. it was very heartening to see that um people cared to see like where we went after uh fan fight yeah we have to do stunts now like me drinking a ton of mountain dew but <laughs> you know back in october of uh of 2022 all we had to do was say hey do you want to read some essays by some weirdos <laughs> and people just flooded right in and now it's just like no you must suffer for this you must <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There was not enough pain involved in the original pitch. Yeah. yeah, in the back of my head, the whole night, you could hear Creed's My Sacrifice play. <laughs> <laughs> like a 2000s WWE pay-per-view. Yeah, Damn yeah, it. yeah, which was better than what played during the Royal Rumble itself. So I suppose I should be thankful. Uh, a thousand percent better than what played during the Royal Rumble itself. No. Um... <laughs> It really feels like Big Egg ha has like this like status, at least like in terms of like whenever I read it and and seeing y'all's voices come through with what y'all write there. It feels like it has like a spiritual successor kind of quality to what Fan Fight was in a way. You know, like like you said, because like you know Colette, Joseph, and the team there, like y'all basically like covered what you wanted to cover while also like you know put, putting in like the regular grind so to speak but even like the like the regular um like pro wrestling media grind there it still felt like it had a completely different approach to it with what y'all are y'all were doing there and now taking that out of the system and just letting it be like no nah, we just want to talk about what we want to talk about now uh in in our own distinct ways like I don't know. It, it in the same way that fan fight felt so refreshing um, for myself as a reader, like it feels like Big Egg is really kind of carrying that. Um, I guess you could call it a legacy at this point, uh, so to speak, through and and giving a, a definitely a different a different place for people to to land to, to talk about pro wrestling and engage with pro wrestling in that way. I think for me, like one of the things that like really attracted me to working with Colette in Fanfight at the time was that I saw that the basically what she had been like curating 
from all the f uh, writers that worked on the team was like a lot of the stuff that I wanted to see in wrestling media. Like there were the things that I know are covered. Like I don't throw shade at people who do like the more regular kind of wrestling coverage that we see because, you know, it gets the clicks. They have to make their money somehow and there's a space for that. So I didn't want to see like dirt sheet news. I didn't really want to see like move for move recaps with like the runtime and a, a, a star rating at the end. I really wanted to do writing that kind of just like dug into it from a more like, I, I guess, critical eye where it was really digging into like the elements of it and it wouldn't just be a blow by blow by blow it would like actually talk about how these how the mechanisms of how matches work and what make them don't work and i thought that fan fight was like just an ideal space for that and now we're basically doing the same with big egg where we're able to talk about like these really major matches in pro wrestling history and just kind of like pick them apart with a fine tooth comb it's it's such an it's it's basically like my favorite part of being a wrestling fan right now is just having the chance to like pick through um history and matches and like seeing how different ideas on wrestling work from like different wrestlers through the years it's it's so rewarding to me yeah <clears throat> i would i would i would agree with basically all of that i think like to me, if there's anything that that is quote unquote like missing so far as what fan fight was, it's um like Joseph's first article for the site was um a a piece that like looked into like basically uh these like YouTube channels that had chronicled wrestling in the past that had been like missing and like you know what what that meant for like you know that quadrant of of youtube like or of like wrestling documentation my first piece that wasn't news stuff was a review of scott steiner's shonies um so like that kind of like tangent is like is missing um from big egg but that's fine because big egg is not fan fight um and i i did not intend for it to be so like i maybe kind of leaned on it a little bit to like get people to subscribe because <laughs> uh, like you know you have to you have to bring people in for sure and i i i know that both of us have have an audience and a lot of that has to do with what we did but um i would say that like the the if you want to consider it um a successor it is in a lot of ways in that like both of us are able to cover wrestling matches in the way that like we did um but also like it's it's different and better i think because um like we get to do whatever we want like there's no way that i would have been like all right we have to cover vader vader versus auto wands for the, <laughs> sake, for the sake of this website that needs to make money um like granted if somebody would have pitched it to me i would have been like okay yeah that sounds pretty dope but like for me like i like you know if i have to write three articles a week and edit like you know five to eight or whatever um like i can't i like even if i love vader like that would have just been you know 
18 minutes where I watched a match that had nothing to do with like finding something to say about dynamite uh, that would be like funny or like trying to remember like what year how long it had been since like John Cena announced Osama bin Laden's death like oh, you God, know those yes. are those are the important <laughs> things uh, like so that's the so, money maker that's, I mean it I mean it is <laughs> it got clicks so um, but uh but yeah like you know just I I feel like something like I as an editor I was able to let writers do what they wanted to do to do um more than I was able to pursue that for myself like you know the micro reviews that I was doing were mostly a way for me to um like stay engaged with a AEW product that was like slowly becoming something that I wanted like nothing to do with um and now it is 100% that product um so not having to worry about that like it's not I wouldn't consider it a hobby like I we are we are making money on this so like I I take this like extremely seriously um but it it has kind of shifted perspective wise from like this has to happen to oh no like me and my friend joseph here have chosen what we're going to be watching for the next month this is guaranteed to at least be interesting like i'm not going to be bored i'm not going to be looking for the exits and i'm going to be excited to kind of present my ideas like it's it's a challenge every week to figure out like something to say about usually something i've never seen or even considered watching like it's been it's been great um and I think that that's because it is an extension of what we were doing. And so far as the fact is like, you know, we're the two people who are still doing it, but it's, it's totally different to me, like in my brain, at least. Mm. One aspect I really like about what, what y'all do over on big egg is the, the conversation pieces that y'all have at post, like the essays coming out. And it's always interesting to see like with the essays, like what, what y'all choose to focus on individually and then to see the, how those conversations come together in that way. Um, what has been the match so far? Obviously it's only been a few months, so y'all only have like a few matches up there right now, but like what's been the match so far that, um, that y'all individually felt like hooked you and, and maybe like generated the most interesting conversation piece personally for y'all so far i say this as y'all haven't done the conversation piece for the briscoes match yet that y'all have just i mean we have we have it just hasn't gone up yet okay Um, yes yes yes. okay i think for me the one that i was so pleased by was uh one that colette alluded to in that the vader otto vons match (laughs) um just blew my mind <laughs> like completely like she pitched it as like it's vader versus a big egg of a man you must do it <laughs> and i was like i was like yeah of course i love vader and like that's a fun pun let's just yeah okay i'll watch this silly match and then i was watching it and i was like oh my god it's a real life sports movie Uh, i was blown away and i was just so happy that she forced me to watch it and i i think if you like uh 
read our pieces and the conversation we had like there was just such an outpouring of love for this just beautiful match from Europe in 1989 just astonishing everyone should watch it yeah it's i would say that like of of anything that's not like in the mainstream that we've covered like that's that's the one like i would say that that's kind of like a goal match where like i would love to find things like this and like put people onto it like if if that happened like every week that'd be astonishing i'd feel like we were the greatest in the world at what we do <laughs> um if it happened once a month i would be also like very thrilled for me like just you know uh it's it's been one of the more successful posts like since uh launch like you know when when the project launched like we were getting crazy clicks on like everything that we did because people were interested in it and it was new um but it's been like a couple of weeks and it's been my most successful essay like over the past like month or two i think um but like again just johnny knoxville versus Sami Zayn for me like having mm. an opportunity to like mm-hmm actually talk about that joseph it's funny like one of my friends when i when i told uh her that we were doing that match she was like joseph's gonna hate that and i was like joseph's not gonna hate it (laughs) (laughs) i i didn't i didn't have a chance to talk about it in any venue like that match like clearly means a lot to me like i i i don't think it's an exaggeration to say that i think about it (laughs) like you know at least every other day like i think it's brilliant um so like having a chance to kind of like wrap that up in like a a a forum where like it didn't matter like i could just do whatever i wanted with it and i did like i i i feel like i I wrote the essay that i wanted to write about it and i wanted to write that essay for like two-thirds of a year so that was great too um i was shocked i was shocked you hadn't written yet written it yet because it did like like it was timely <laughs> while we were working at Fan Fight. Yeah, I yeah, know like, it was. People would have clicked on it. So I, I had to I had to like edit like nine essays about WrestleMania and oh, that's like, true. I I also had to write about like one of the main event matches, I forget which. So like there just there literally just was no time for it. Um, and then, you know, I was like, it's going to be the match of the year. So, cause like, you know, I'm, this is the one instance where I'm not going to be democratic and ask anybody for their opinion. This is the match of the year. <laughs> um, so I'll get to write about it then. And like, you know, I, I, I knew like basically the whole time that it was going to wind up being something like the Eddie Kingston essay that I had written the year before, um, where it was like just this kind of like deep dive on something extremely specific, um that like you know digs into like my thoughts or theories or whatever about wrestling um so you know we we built a platform where i was able to do that and and do it some justice as opposed to just being like all right guys i'm relaunching my blogspot blog from 2009 <laughs> check it out <laughs> <laughs> like you know so it 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 i don't know it's it wasn't closure like for for me closure for fanbite or fan fight for me uh was vince mcmahon coming back because um, oh, like, oh, i got fired the day that he got fired uh <laughs> like we we share that uh, and, then, and and then when he came back i was like oh all of my hopes and dreams 
for wrestling have been crushed. <laughs> um, <laughs> like this would have been it for me anyhow. Like if he would have sold the company to the Saudis that day, I would have been done. Like I can't continue. <laughs> um, so like, but it, it did it did feel kind of like closure on on the end of like you know this is like what a what a Colette essay on this website is uh and which was nice so I'm glad that I got that otherwise Vader versus Otto once like all day so like just just a quick side story uh <laughs> about um that when 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 all the Vince stuff was blowing up and um he was showing up on Raw and SmackDown and stuff and I pitched <laughs> I pitched to Colette I was like I want to write about the Vince McMahon life sucks and then you die promo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best was, promos. And she was like, yeah, absolutely do that. And then like midway through the essay, I, I started writing about like the Philippine government and the <laughs> local election. And I didn't tell her. Like I was just writing it down. And then I sent the piece to her and I was just like, this went a place I didn't know it was gonna go. And then she just put it up anyway. It works. It works so well. I mean, like, but that's the thing though. Like, that's you know, that's one of the things that I, I feel like, you know, when I was watching the um WWE Royal Rumble uh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black press conference last night. <laughs> uh, you know, watching watching my contemporaries uh, in the field. You know, your Sean Ross Saps and your Ryan Satins and uh, your legendary horror artist uh, Tom Savini <laughs> asking asking important questions of the WWE superstars, such as, "Are you going to have sex with the rest of the members of Judgment Day after your victory?" <laughs> Like as I was watching them ask that kind of question uh of of the assembled WWE superstars, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. There isn't a place that actually connects to wrestling to the goings-on of the outside world in a way that's more meaningful than this makes money and is essentially a Marvel movie in live action. Um and that is missed. Uh, and and your piece on Vince McMahon uh, was, I think, really one of the last gasps of that genre of essay, which really only existed on this one website. It's a super <laughs> weird essay. Like, it's I don't. I, don't... I I hope that you're proud of it. Like you you should be. Um, like I remember that essay very well. Uh, and you know, obviously, like as an editor. Like I, I will be honest. Like I don't know a lot about, you know, Philippine politics. What a shock! I'm an American. <laughs> uh, but, but you wrote about it so evocatively, and like, and Vince McMahon's main basis of comparison amongst people who aren't terrible, uh, who like wrestling, is, you know, he's compared to Donald Trump all the time, and like, absolutely. He, in his own character like you know i i watched a lot of 2002 and in 2002 he keeps going like i love it when i ruin people's lives it turns me on <laughs> in a sexual manner <laughs> yeah that's canon yeah yes like, like, canon. He's a dictator he's a dictator like that's that's what he like you know i'm i'm shocked that like in uh in in abraham josephine reisman's book that i've read so far 
uh, like in, in, in what I've gotten through, I'm shocked that there hasn't been a passage where like Vince McMahon has told Bob Costas or someone that like Hitler had some interesting ideas because like he seems like the kind of guy who would sincerely <laughs> believe that. <laughs> um, like you know, that's a private conversation going on somewhere. Yeah, yeah, Mike's off. Mike's <laughs> off. You know, him yeah. trying to punch Bob Costas <laughs> on camera. Him saying Hitler was all right, off. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but like. Like that's like that's kind of like it 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 focused that comparison in a way that was fresh and interesting and like no nobody else like literally nobody else in the field at the time or now could do it so I'm glad you went in that direction. Um, yeah, it was you know. it was certainly an odd one and just just to like <laughs> and I'm glad I had the chance to I like it's it's one of the things where I'm like pretty I can pretty confidently say that like no other person could have written this like i don't i don't like taking that stand on like anything but i'm pretty sure like this one is like pretty like this is my stamp on the world (laughs) that's it yeah i'm with you i'm with you on not feeling comfortable about making like claims (laughs) about about how good i am or like about how unique my ideas are like yesterday uh i every like i got i didn't get mad about it but like somebody saw one of my tweets about how no sane person would give a shit about cody Rhodes and was like listen here you mark and i was like (laughs) i am i am something much worse than a mark ultimately like in the grand scheme of things if you want to give me like a noun like so far as what my relationship to pro wrestling is like philosopher is much closer that's both worse than Mark and sounds very pretentious, even though it's not like (laughs) it just means that I have an absurd emotional connection to the dumbest possible thing. And, (laughs) and I'm capable of typing at 120 words per minute about it. We think (laughs) so hard about this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. The level of mental space, this stupid art form has like just a death grip on our lives even when i don't want it to like i don't want it to it's just always there it's always there i am always thinking about it it. is it like it is like literally rotted my brain where like if when i'm like considering how to like approach a situation like literally any situation the phrase my brain says is how am I gonna work this? Like, yeah, um, like it has changed my daily parlance. The the number of friends that I have who don't watch wrestling at all and yet still speak with wrestling lingo because they know me is, <laughs> I I don't know. I I feel like I don't know whether I should feel good or bad about it because wrestling wrestling is. The physical language of wrestling is one thing, but the the actual verbal language of wrestling, I think, is 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 pretty beautiful. Uh, like it, it both masks things and uh and makes them clear as as crystal at the same time. Like work is a really good example. Kayfabe is one of the the great words of the English language, and I wish that people would use it a little bit less so that it felt a little more special. But <laughs> um, but what can you do? Yeah, I think that manifests the most for me when it comes to like 
like if I'm around my like non wrestling fan friends and I want to show them something that is just utterly ridiculous from the world of pro wrestling or something that I that I found personally enriching or something like that. And as soon as I go to like pull something up on YouTube or something like that to show them, I immediately start feeling a guilt because it's like <laughs> I know how dumb this world is. And I know this is going to be a fun thing for them to watch for this five minutes that I'm going to give them, but I do not want to be the person that ultimately might pill someone into trying to <laughs> dive deeper into this world Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. will not be kind to you in the long run. <laughs> um, And so like, and, and so because of that, like, I feel like, I feel like guilt around it. And then I also like immediately do the like preemptive apology is like oh if i'm dominating the conversation with by showing you this yoshihiko thing from ddt please just tell me to shut up <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's 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 hard being a some this invested into something like this for sure yeah but it's it's great. I feel like you, yeah. you reach a certain point where like the people who are outside of that circle are like, all right, this is like how I played Animal Crossing 12 hours a day for like the first first third of the lockdown. Only it's a lifetime decision. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we all made like one bad channel choice in our childhoods that yep. just yep. shaped yep everything <laughs> it's wrestlemania 4 wrestlemania 4 did it you can't put that many weird colorful looking dudes on a screen and not have a four-year-old go holy shit i need more of this <laughs> um, <laughs> that show's terrible though <laughs> it's the worst it is it is pretty bad <laughs> all right yens thank you so much for tuning into lgbt in the ring uh, we'll get right back into the thick of things but i do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is starting off with daniel quasar the progress pride flag designed by daniel quasar is a product of progress initiative you can find out more at quasar.digital a big thank you to Sarah in the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT check out that service uh, you can follow the show on twitter at lgbt ring pod you can follow me on twitter at wonderboy otm and if you're into video games definitely check out my video game news show the mr video game super show i co-host that with uh, twitch streamers slacker kite and lady Merwin every monday at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific over on twitch.tv slash dead sun entertainment uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. 
Sun Like the Star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. One thing that another thing, just to get back to Big Egg a, a little bit here, because I like I like how like I don't know I'm just enjoying the conversation around around just I don't even know what to put put words on around. Maybe it's because like the sun's just coming up as we're talking, but like like my my brain is just clicking on. But um, conversation is great. Big Egg has to me it has an ability of like pushing people to different areas of pro wrestling that they may not be as familiar with or have as much experience with, whether it be certain matches or promotions or something like that. And it's even come through in like some of the stuff that y'all have written as well. Like I go, like I, in like prepping for this, I went back and reread y'all's conversation piece about the, uh, the last crush girls, uh, Matt crush girls match. And, um, in AJW and it was interesting to to see like the perspective between the two of you, like Joseph, like being like so engrossed in this, and then and to see and then Colette like coming to it, like you know, with a knowledge of what this rivalry was, but not having as much like invested is in the right word, but as much experience, like actual being, knowledge. Invo- yeah. Yes, there you go. Thank mm-hmm. you. My my brain needs to start working this morning <laughs> um but and that's another what i really what i really like about y'all's work individually and collectively with big egg because i feel like you know so much of what y'all have done is open up eyes to different parts of the pro wrestling world and in turn like working together it seems like y'all have opened each other's eyes to to different parts of the pro wrestling world as well through that working relationship like how enriching has has that been to kind of discover more about what pro wrestling is doing uh in more outside of your own neighborhood so to speak oh for me uh it's been invaluable um i am I am smart when it comes to how wrestling works, um, but I am not as well-traveled as most people who are into it at the level that like we are. Um, and I think that that's not like an unfair <laughs> assessment of, of, you know, me. Uh, and I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing either because I like approaching things with fresh eyes. And like, I think that Joshi, uh, you know, I hate saying Joshi wrestling because Joshi just means wrestling, but you know, uh, Josie Parisu, uh, if you will, uh, is basically the, the art of wrestling at its peak for me. I love 1990s AJW like more than I can put into words. I also have seen far less of it than most people who would say that sentence because I have kind of intentionally been like, you know, a pick and choose kind of person, like picking through mega upload during like the forum days or picking through YouTube or, you know, whatever, like here's a guide that someone who is watching like seventh generation VHS rips put together. And like, here's, here's my girl, Manami Toyota or Bulnakano or whatever. And like, I am 
well acquainted with all of them, but I haven't seen them to the level that like Joseph has. Um, because Joseph puts together incredible retrospectives of a lot of these acts, like the Crush Gals, like I, I forget exactly how many videos you watched to put together a video about the Crush Gals. Um but it was a lot. <laughs> You'd seen a lot and like you chose that match specifically. And I think the same way that like the Briscoes uh versus Steen and Generico match that we did this week, which was something that like I've seen the latter war and I've seen, you know, promos and stuff like that, but I hadn't seen this specific match. You chose it and like we talk a little bit about why, but um I think that there's like a certain uh, I, I like that, like, you know, this isn't the Crush Gals match, like the Crush Gals Explode match that most people would have chosen because it's not the most famous one. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, like, having somebody who who can, like, who knows that it's important to cover this, but also knows how to, like, pick something that's, like, just off the beaten path of what's expected for that. Um, has been incredible for me as somebody who watches wrestling and then there's just like my approach to like media in general which is that like you know this stuff endures for a reason like granted I will never choose like a bulldog Bob Brower match or whatever but like there's a reason (laughs) why there's like 1400 of those on on YouTube and it's not just because they existed on tape somewhere like someone is really into him and there's a reason why if I ever find that reason, you know, maybe I'll pitch it, but like Vader versus Otto Wands, like uh, Otto Wands to me was a guy who existed uh, as a Wikipedia like footnote, basically. Um, Vader was in CWA and he traded the title back and forth with this guy. If you, there's no way I could have guessed that he looked like a literal giant egg. (laughs) I just saw, like, it just clicked. Like when I was like clicking through this guy's YouTube channel, um, CWA Memphis for the record is the name of it. I love that channel so much. Like there's so much like eighties, all Japan, like, you know, that sort of thing. Um, And it was just there and I clicked on it and it clicked immediately. And it's like, people have to see this, like they have to. And that's because like, I, I really do believe in like the tired cliche that like wrestling is a universal language. And if you understand some aspect of it, it will carry over into others. Um, And it's all illuminating and it's all fascinating. And uh, I, I like not knowing, you know, everything because that means that I'm, constantly exposing myself to something new it means that i'm constantly learning and uh it's been you know extremely fun so i think it's fair to say that uh based on just the matches we've covered so far that um generally speaking more of them are ones that i've been familiar with as opposed to uh colette so uh, part of my great joy uh in the whole process has been seeing uh colette discover uh parts <laughs> of wrestling <laughs> she hadn't yet and uh perhaps my favorite um example of that is when she was uh when she had to write about the 2004 brian danielson versus samoa joe title match yeah yeah mm, yeah where it's a match where in the circles i am in online it's sort of held up as like just this 
triumph. Like obvious, it's Samoa Joe and Brian Dance. Like let us. That's just such an obvious, like nerdy. This is gonna be a great match, uh, but it's still a little overshadowed because it's in such a stacked year. People will usually talk about like the Joe versus Punk trilogy, like more famously than this match. Right. They all happened within like six months of each other. It's ridiculous. Um, and seeing Colette just like pour love out from this discovery <laughs> of like oh my god Samoa Joe was this good it right. was it was it was amazing it was like really fulfilling for me to like help her find that and I know that there will be opportunities for it to be the reverse like uh, we have a particular month set up for March um I don't know if I want to give it away yet but it's 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 um material that I know Colette knows much better than I do, and I'm very excited to get to that. So I think it's going to be an extremely fun just exchange of experiences as this moves along. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, so far as that month is concerned, like your experience of it is much more recent than mine is. Um, That's true. Which is, <laughs> yeah. Which is which is going to be interesting because like I was, you know, I was a a, a different person. Uh, like in a lot of ways, like but particularly in terms of my perception of wrestling uh when when the that stuff was happening um but yeah like there's there's always there's like always a really good reason for me to not have seen like the the joe danielson match like you know a couple of my friends who who are like indie obsessives uh who were like i can't believe you haven't watched roh i can't believe you haven't watched like iwa mid-south it's like it's not for lack of trying like i i've i've tried and there are reasons not to and like for me ring of honor was a thing where it was like i tried early like i tried to get into it early because i wanted to watch wrestling that didn't involve you know triple h uh period but also triple h like you know sleeping with a corpse in a funeral home uh like i just i didn't want to do that but i wanted wrestling so i i tried roh and the first thing I saw is like one of the most horrific gay bashing angles I've ever seen anywhere. Yeah. Which, you know, as like a closeted... the first thing that this first historically thing. <laughs> significant company ever did ever. was a homophobia angle. Yeah. The very first segment. It's like wild. one of the worst ones, too. Like, one yeah. of the, like, I mean, they're all bad, but like this one is just it's a hate crime. essentially. Uh, <laughs> it's really like, grotesque. It's it's awful and like that's my first exposure. So I was like, nope, no thanks. Like IWA Mid South, like cool. I'm from the Midwest. Like granted, Detroit and Indiana are like night and day because uh, Detroit is way better. Uh, but like, uh, no offense, J Rose, if you're listening, but you know, you know where we are. Uh, <laughs> like. Uh, the fans are homophobic cm punk my like my one of my all-time favorite wrestlers is a homophobe in that promotion like it's it's hard to get around that like it and all of that stuff was happening at a time where i was figuring out like you know a pretty big piece of the puzzle so far as like the person i was is concerned so like there are gigantic holes. It's really strange to me that I had a brief career as an announcer in, in independent wrestling. It's uh, like, again, like it's just the, the atmosphere, like it, everyone was great. Like I I've been reflecting a fair amount on my experience uh, with the Briscoes like recently, um, you know, for obvious reasons, but like, you know, I didn't have a problem with them. I was a very obvious like queer person. Like they were great. Um 
and everyone is great really like wrestling is is a lot more accepting of different backgrounds than people realize which is why it hurts so much when it isn't um so as a fan it was just like i can't, I can't give these chuds money <laughs> like there's no way uh so like the 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 two companies that i i i knew the most about like concurrently at that time and a lot of this is because it was easy to download their stuff uh it was pwg uh which i don't really retain that much of a memory of uh and and shimmer which is i think it oh and chikara let us not forget chikara to be able to go back as an adult and see stuff that I missed as like a an adolescent because I was like, you know, not with the general vibe is has been great. Uh, the same is true of the 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 match this week too. Where like uh, there's a reason why I didn't see it, and it's because I didn't want to give Ring of Honor DVD money. Um, but it's amazing and it shines a light on for professional wrestlers who I I regard like extremely highly um so yeah it's it's been awesome to like have these doors open into new facets of wrestlers that i've loved for you know decades mm. no i i can completely understand that the joy that you can derive both from like introducing someone that you're somewhat close with that you know will appreciate this this aspect of of pro wrestling to something new in that way and also the joy of discovering something new and i can definitely um i mean i have examples just with, with both of y'all even though like i'm just meeting you joseph for the first time and colette we've spent how many hours making fun of cody rhodes theme song <laughs> on the show <laughs> um <laughs> so like it's like um i recently watched your match of the year uh or your, yeah your like year in video joseph and i have to say i am so happy that i am not the only like on vocally online mad dog conley fan anymore oh my god because that dude He's so good yes <laughs> like him and adam priest are like two of my favorite people to watch in pro wrestling and I am so happy that someone other than me is saying that now. <laughs> I'm every single time someone is gonna give me a platform until it happens, I'm going <laughs> to say it is that Mad Dog Connolly should have had a cage match profile two years ago. Oh, yeah. Why does he not have one right now? He's literally one of the best indie wrestlers in the world, and no one's talking about him. It's ridiculous. He's so good. Um, and well, you mentioned my year-end video. That's sort of always been my goal with the year-end video because it's how I sort of interacted with year-end material. Uh, I've, I've mentioned this previously uh, in different places, but... Um, an integral part of how I engaged with pro wrestling in my later years as a fan, like moving into adulthood was through the psychology is dead podcast, um, which features my friends, uh, Quentin, Tim and Brock. And they would do these massive year end lists where it would be like top 50 wrestlers of the year, top 100 or 120 matches of the year. And every time I listened to the podcast, I'd leave with like 
20 wrestlers I'd never heard of before and 50 matches I'd never seen in my life. And it was always just this, this like really powerful experience of like, it, it literally like reshaped my view of the industry, like to, to just like expand the awareness to things that you'd think it, it really calls to mind that wrestling is not a meritocracy, that yeah. the most popular things are not the best things. And I, I think that having that sort of like reminder is so crucial in like wrestling criticism. And it's a lot of what I wanted to put forward in my own uh, year end stuff, as well as Big Egg. Um, so yeah, inspiring discovery is like one of my like top goals uh, as a wrestling media person content yeah. creator whatever you want to call it yeah <laughs> yeah oh absolutely same here i i think that that's extremely important um and you know <laughs> it's not a a prized mode of covering professional wrestling um, for sure <laughs> you know, like yeah. nobody nobody last night was like uh bray wyatt like what were your influences going into the mountain dew pitch black match they they just asked you know <laughs> are you and alexa bliss and cahoots like sort of stuff like uh <laughs> um and there's there's a market for that there's a market for that obviously all of those websites are in business and mine is not um but i i have always been so appreciative of people like you know back in the day i didn't i never posted on it i posted on it once uh and that was to recommend that the giant versus jeff jarrett from great american bash 1996 was one of the greatest wcw matches of all time that sounds awesome <laughs> it fucking yeah. was it really does sound <laughs> awesome though <laughs> uh like was one of the best wcw matches of all time but when nobody on the dbdvr forums like engaged with me i was like none of you were on my level <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah just like lurked like all i did was lurk after that um but like you know i i i've i've always loved you know web forums where like you know the myth of like it wasn't bret hart versus tom mcgee at that point it was has anybody seen bret hart's match against mankind on shotgun saturday night i can't find it i've never seen it like blah 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 and then when we found it it was like the greatest day of all time. Like that, that sort of thing where it's like from something as small as a WWFC show uh, to something as like large as like, you know, the first time you watch six, four, right. Like um, that feeling is, is difficult to describe and it is uh, alluring to chase. And I, I know like my coworkers who love wrestling at merge are often like they, they will text me and, and, and say that like they watch something that they would have never even thought to look for as a consequence of the newsletter or, you know, uh, friends of mine as well. People who, who followed us through, you know, other forums, whatever, like, you know, it's, it's very gratifying uh, that like we have, certain people like who who support us like in like the world of wrestling i feel like but also like to me like the 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 nicest and, and best and ultimately like biggest compliment that I, I i could get from this project is that like hey like 
I wouldn't have even known that this existed without this blog, like let alone known that it was something as as special as it is. And like that has been it's been great. And I've gotten that more uh since like November, uh, as a consequence of this project than I did during fanbite. And I, I think that that's because, you know, we aren't tying ourselves to the grind of of weekly wrestling shows. Um you know, like I don't have to look for meaning in uh, Brian Danielson versus Brian Cage anymore. <laughs> um, like to me, to me, the meaning behind that match is that God doesn't exist, which is not something that I believe. <laughs> um, but like, it's just like you know, I I'm not I'm not searching for something that's not there in current product i'm i'm looking for something that has been there historically in a medium that has existed for longer than any of us really can wrap our minds around and it's it's awesome it's been so much fun it's it's sort of been weird being like like part of this small community kind of like propping up um maybe quote-unquote lesser known wrestling like it's been very odd like just to speak from like uh like a personal standpoint um you mentioned my year-end video and one of the main like responses i got from a lot of it was like oh i guess have i have to watch action wrestling now or wow i can't believe i missed uncharted territory or whatever and like i i i really feel like it's weird. Like, I don't want to put, like, that kind of, like, importance on, like, a thing I do just about wrestling. But it's, like, I there should be people who, like, stand up for um, wrestling like that that doesn't necessarily get the most eyes. Like, for example, the results of the Voices of Wrestling Match of the Year poll recently came out. And I very consciously made a decision not to include anything wwe or tony khan owned on my ballot just because i knew those would get the votes anyway and it wouldn't matter and instead i put like a bunch of like southeast indies on my ballot for the vow this year and of shock of shocks when i checked um the eventual results like a bunch of them i was like the sole voter or like one of two and like so it's it's stuff like that like if someone doesn't talk about it it's just not gonna be talked about and i think that's a another thing i i i really enjoy about big egg is that um for the most part the matches we've chosen are like forum favorites like message board darlings in their own way yeah and um kind of just kind of like blasting that out into the world just a little bit louder um is very um rewarding to me no i can definitely understand that i mean i i get a lot of that same affect through like the work that i do with without sports you know focusing specifically on like queer pro wrestling queer pro wrestlers like i do because you know you're not talking a lot about wwe or AEW or ring of honor really with that kind of focus you know it's very much about the the greater american indie scene and as well as like the international indie scene and so like i i take a lot of pride in being able to like show somebody like somebody that you would never maybe not have ever heard of if not for the fact that that um i'm getting the chance to to talk about them and bring them to your attention in that way 
Um, and along those lines, like just to kind of put a little bit of a, a cap on on this part of this conversation, I have to thank both of you for introducing me to people that and and places that I am very very thankful for now like being able to to follow a bit uh to some extent uh joseph um i would never have found manila wrestling federation if not for what you've done <laughs> there i i really I, I don't watch it as regularly as i as i want to but the stuff that i have seen there is really fun and colette I was aware of Andy Ripley, but I had no idea who Irving West was until you introduced me to Irv West. Creeps, and creeps I cannot my, thank my, you uh... enough for that. <laughs> yeah, creeps are my boys uh, in, the, in the gender non-binary sense of the word boys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've I've uh, I've known those two for a long time. Uh, we 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 used to uh, heckle the shit out of terrible wrestling. Here's the southeastern <laughs> scene, uh, and and then they uh, they turned they turned their backs on me and jumped to the other side of the rail. Oh no! <laughs> so so yeah, no, they're they're great. Um, I I think that their moment is is coming, but we don't need to talk about about them in specific. Other than that, like if we ever end up doing like if Big Egg ever becomes something more than what it is right now, which if it does, that'd be i don't even know what what that would look like um but like they're two people who i would love to have do kind of like i wanted them to write for fan fight and it just never happened um because they're they're busy they wrestle they have other things going on um like i think andy like has like american sign language certification level like three now um, wow so like they've been doing like all kinds of stuff like that which that'd be amazing like i'm trying to imagine somebody cutting a promo in sign language that would rock <laughs> it'd be that amazing. would be sick <laughs> it'd be it'd be it would be it'd be revolutionary frankly uh but um but yeah like you know those are two people who like really i i have always uh appreciated what they've thought about when it comes to to wrestling and like seeing them do as well as they're doing has been very awesome and as for MWF, I just kind of like, like, who else? Who else is going to talk about it? <laughs> like, I mean, it's very true. I know, like, I might as well, right? Like, you know, like, I, it, obviously, it's not a perfect product. Um, that's not a thing that exists. But I, I take a lot of pride in just, like, engaging with it, like, on face value, like, what it offers. And it, it's, it's, a, it's actually a promotion that kind of surprises you. Like it's it's it always it constantly surprises me like how ambitious they are, and the sort of care that goes into the production and the look of it. Like it's stuff that you wouldn't see from like much larger indie wrestling companies that m most people might have heard of. Like MWF is putting a lot of thought into it. Like, and I just appreciate the attempt. And at this point, they are uh probably like the top indie promotion here just because the other one closed and reopened with a new name so i just kind of like showing them a little love because they're the best uh show i can go to live on any regular basis 
basically you uh it's like the it's the georgia independent scene uh my my indie scene where sometimes the best thing you can do is uh is hang out in a chicken auction barn (laughs) no but see even something like that like mwf runs out of like right now they're running regularly out of like a theater like a proper theater that's amazing oh that's it's cool and I, i i just really appreciate like the things they try like more than what they produce i love the things they try and uh i just think it's cool that something like that's happening here yeah no i I can definitely understand that yeah it's really cool to see and god you talking about the georgia indie scene just brings me back to like the shit i went to before i moved out west now (laughs) like just (laughs) i'm heading east pretty soon and i might be catching an SCI show, maybe. So I'm hoping that uh hell yeah. I'll get some more I'll get some more of that good old Georgia Southeast wrestling back in my blood. Love it. Love it so much. I'll miss it when I'm six hours away from it, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's what IWTV's for, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um well as we kind of wind down here, um y'all have announced your schedule for February. It seems very blood soaked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, initially, like I think the pitch was like, "What if we did gimmick matches like WCW uncensored?" And then immediately it was like, "What if that?" But Necro Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrilled about yeah. the lineup. There's yeah, like, there's two of these I have not seen. Uh, and I'm really excited to sink my yeah. teeth into it. I've seen I've seen the Cage of Death match, and I've seen uh, the um, DiBiase versus Jim Duggan. Obviously, I'm like a really big Jim Duggan apologist because I actually kind of love it when wrestlers figure out how to squeeze like 30 years out of the business by doing nothing. Uh, it's beautiful. Except that he's done a lot. It's the same with like the Bushwhackers, which like my mom brought up like a month ago as being some of her favorite wrestlers. And it's like she doesn't know the Bushwhackers from when they were like doing barbed wire matches in NWA or whatever. Like she knows them as like the goofy dudes from WWF who were like licking people's heads. And they did that forever and are still doing that. Like I think that Luke or Butch or whichever one is still alive, like wrestled at AIW last year uh like that's amazing to me like that's perfect like i wish (laughs) i wish there was a retirement plan because like the the actual part where you watch them is less appealing than the idea of them being around (laughs) but i'm making that sweet meme money yeah oh yeah oh yeah it is that is carny in the truest sense of the word you never leave the fucking circus uh and and i feel like we're we're kicking off february with with two people who embody that in similar but very different fashions where it's uh you know government <laughs> money fraud guy ted dibiase <laughs> <laughs> and hacksaw jim duggan when he still gave a shit the <laughs> hustle like... never stops it never <laughs> stops <laughs> It's it's amazing. It's a really exciting lineup. Like I, I'm I'm I like when I when we were putting this together, and uh, we were talking about how neither of us know death matches like deeply or intimately. Whether like we have varying levels of experience with it, so 
I was just like, I I would very much like to learn more about death matches. It was just like, let's let's watch June Kasai or something. <laughs> let's let's just do that. Let's do it from BJW. Like it, the the process is literally just me like trolling like message boards or like Discord servers where smarter people have watched more stuff and just being like, oh, let's watch this one. <laughs> and then, yeah. And we put it up there. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Like my my deathmatch experience is FMW, uh, Wing and IWA Japan. Uh, you know, to a certain extent, like probably up until like '97 uh, at the latest on like most of those things. Uh, Onita, obviously, uh, and then like my friends being like, "Oh, you haven't seen that match where uh, like Necro Butcher." throws like uh vcr at a guy's head at 90 miles an hour (laughs) i think we haven't seen that and it's like okay i've 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 had drinks with the necro butcher and have spoken with him on many a subject in like the three times that i worked with him i I, no i don't want to see that guy getting the fucking vcr whipped into his face it sounds well you're gonna okay yeah all right, I was wondering, like, you at that list the other day. I was like, is that the, is that Toby Klein match the one with the VCR? You're oh, absolutely yeah, okay. gonna see cool. it. Great. No, I, I, it's yeah, good because it rules, it rules, and it explains a lot about those interactions that I had with the Necro Butcher. It sure <laughs> does. I'm telling you, you see the exact moment when it yeah. all goes south for the dude. Yeah, yeah, and then and then in a Cinderella story. He wins the lottery and is still not a great person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, wrestling, wrestling is a is a miracle and a wonderland. (laughs) (laughs) Only good people get rewarded. (laughs) And this February, we explore that in all of its many facets, and without without giving GCW a fucking dime. (laughs) That's what I love to do. Here for it. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see the the stuff when it comes out. I'm ex- I'm excited to to see whenever the March lineup drops because like that just a little teases here. Like it's that's good. It it's seems really gonna rule. It's, it's so yeah, great. I think that it's like the most fiddling that we've done. Like normally with these, it's like, what if we did this match? Yes. What if we did this match? Yes. What if we? And it fills up pretty quick. But we spent like actually we talked about it like a couple of times in putting together like something that is. The most representative of this thing Absolutely. that Joseph and I both love, and I think that it is beyond time for it to get some recognition. I mean, it's not that it, it doesn't. I feel really weird talking about it like vaguely. Can we say what it is? We can say what it is. Well, right? Oh, absolutely! Like I was yeah. only holding back because I don't okay. know. If you wanted no, 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 it no, out no, there. no, 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 no. Uh, no, no secrets. Uh, <laughs> we're doing we're doing a month long retrospective of Shimmer. Oh, uh, yes. And um, like I, I honestly, and I've said this in a number of different forums when talking about women's wrestling in the in the United States of America, Shimmer is one of the most important independent wrestling projects like in the history of this country. Um, yes. It is responsible for so much more uh, than it is even possible to in the say. world. In the world, yeah, basically, in the world. like it, when you think about how big women's wrestling is so far as like a bottom line dollar amount thing or i guess kind of aew 
like that starts in in Berwyn, Illinois, um, more more than anywhere else, and uh, you know we're going to be spending a lot of time with Sarah Del Rey, cheerleader Melissa. Um, so good. I'm Madison so... Eagles is on there. Like, there's yeah, there's there's a lot of great stuff. Um, and and I'm looking forward to to delving back into it again because it was it was what got me into indie wrestling in the first place like that in Chikara, like in 2008, 2009. So, and like just cycling back, like uh, I've been just watching shimmer on my own time, like just recreationally and maybe researching something else. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, going through uh, early 2010s shimmer has, it it's the most recent example I can think of, of having that spark of like discovery of being like, this is awesome <laughs> like yeah. oh my god um this is so much better than like the rumors and the legends it's like it truly lives up to it um and so i'm really excited to share that joy for shimmer with uh, all of our subscribers yeah it's gonna be a blast I'm, I'm really looking forward to dipping back into it no i'm excited now that i know what, what's gonna go down in march like that's that's sick that's awesome i can't wait um Joseph Collette, this has been an absolute blast and honestly the best way to spend the post Royal Rumble hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's always it's always fun having you on Colette and Joseph. This is this has been awesome to get the chance to meet you and and interact for the first time here. Um, I'm sure yeah, it won't rolled. be the last time that we have both of y'all back on because. <laughs> I don't know. I hope Big Egg has a, a a lot of legs. I feel like it does have a lot of legs, honestly. And and I'm very excited to see what the project continues to unfold for for y'all and for the readers like myself. So, yeah, we're we're looking forward to discovering that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? It's all yeah. about discovery. 100%. Well, now now that we've now that we've talked about what we're doing for March, it's like, oh wait, March is as far along as we planned out. Like, yeah, there's no we, April. Back, <laughs> back in December, we were like, oh yeah, we're we've we've got like the first third of the year plotted out, and now the first twelfth of the year is over. Um, so so yeah, we gotta we gotta go back to the drawing board. There were like a couple of things that I wanted to like suggest, but I forgot about them because oh no. Like, well, I mean, it was like top of mind. There was like something, and then like sometimes I just let YouTube play on in the background while I'm writing and it went to TNA sacrifice 2009. Oh my uh, God. And, and that one had uh Samoa Joe versus Kevin Nash. So like everything in my brain blanked and my whole thing was <laughs> Kevin Nash versus Samoa Joe. And like, Nash I will is, like, taking in securities for nine minutes. Like it's amazing, but it's I will, I will put it on our spreadsheet right now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I will do yeah. it. No, I, 2009 is when I was watching TNA weekly. Oh my God. Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle looks very far away. Uh, uh, he, does, he does not look like he is all there. Like Mick, Mick Foley has taken so many chair shots to the brain. And he looks so much more together than Kurt Angle that it's not it's, even. It's funny. a rough time. <laughs> it's yeah, it's very yeah. rough. Um, but yeah, there's there'll be there'll be more stuff, um, more more bonus content and things like that. Um, so trying to give everyone 
everything to the best of our abilities and uh yeah looking forward to seeing what we come up with for for april and and whatnot but yeah february is going to be a lot of fun march is going to be great um you know we'll see what happens well let everybody know where they can find you online and uh where they can check out big egg and other projects that y'all have going on uh you can find big egg uh at a number of places uh on like where you can subscribe for it is uh, bigegg.substack.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram uh, at that egg so big, uh, and uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter less than I used to be uh, at Colette Arend and on Instagram more than I used to be at Ghost Planet, where the uh, O in Ghost is a zero. <laughs> uh for me you can find me on twitter at joseph weirdness um it's the same on ig but i i i made ig private so like yeah, no one's getting in on, yeah <laughs> i'm sorry like i just don't use ig generally um and of course i have my youtube channel that's uh joseph Montecilio on youtube i talk about all japan i do the year-end reviews it's a lot of fun stuff um check it out do not get into my comments and say when's the next walking the king's road it's not happening because you're asking there is one person in the world one person in the world can ask me that question and he uh-huh. wrestles on tv so yeah, yeah. the rest of you and that person is oh no you froze right <laughs> the joke the joke that's cut off <laughs> brutal absolutely brutal i hope this stays <laughs> colette we, we, you when you said the name the the zoom froze like <laughs> what who did you say all we got was and oh, that person just, is oh i said i said maxwell jacob friedman <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe who knows like maybe he does like there's no way to confirm or deny that. Yeah, no, nah, none whatsoever. Nope. <laughs> um, that makes it sound a lot more insidious than it is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, I uh, yeah, people who wrestle on TV can ask Joseph whatever they want. That's true. They that's can. how that's how this that's how this business works. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for for coming on. Oh, yeah, we had a good time. Us. Yeah. This is awesome. My thanks once again to Colette and Joseph for taking time to come on the show and and chat about all the fun stuff that they're doing at Big Egg. I really appreciate them um, working within the confines of all the different time zones that we are all in to make this conversation happen and work. Um, And... I don't know. It was just a blast to get the chance to talk to Colette again and to finally meet Joseph. And it's very funny how small the world can feel when you factor in pro wrestling at times because, like, seeing Joseph and Colette, you know, being so close to the Southeast indie scene, especially over the last year, specifically for Joseph, and knowing, like, my experience there, like how I feel connected to that area um, and many of the talents in that area as well. Like, I don't know. Like, I just love how pro wrestling has this interconnectivity, even if I do 
tell my friends to just tell me to shut up when I start talking about it. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, come back next week. As I mentioned before, we are going to have Billy Dixon on the show um, talking all about the closure of Pro Wrestling Vibe, their final event, Bromatica, coming up on the 19th. Um, and all kinds of other things, I guess. I'm, I'm not going to really talk about the situation um, with the podcast or other stuff this week. I'll save that maybe for an intro or outro portion of next week's show. But um, thank you for for tuning in once again. You know, you know, we're at episode one ninety one with this one, or one ninety two next week, and then we're gonna be. Um, back on hiatus for for a while so um, we'll see how long that might be but until then we have like thank you for listening to this episode come back next week we'll have Billy on to chat all about what's going on um, with him and other stuff and we'll just go from there you know it's nothing like uh, staring into darkness and feeling out what might be there for you and building yourself a new home in that warm, damp cape. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. It's late, y'all. <laughs> anyway, we will say goodbye for now, but uh, until next week, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated if at all possible. Same goes for monkeypox. And um, sugar, we're going down swinging. Bye. Everybody's ready to die. They didn't see it coming from the top of the bridge. She made a deal with the